What what creature would we know of in the mountains that are large and push through snow that's not a yeti? A goat. Love that. Also hate that. Does anybody else have a bad feeling about this besides Biscuit? Yeah. I love talking to that guy. They're so good. Great. So wonderful to talk to. Yep. Ah, thank you for volunteering. We're going on a mission that may or may not involve all but one of us dying. Yep. Or even all of you dying. Well, I'm being optimistic. I got a, I got a critical failure. Oh. Chapter 290, The White Dragon Envoys. Okay. So in the last several episodes, you all had been uh, involved with the Dragonborns in the mountain. We got back to our Dragonborn characters and you had gone up to the mountains to do a little R&R, a little uh, trip home before the weather closes in as winter comes on and the passes are inaccessible and it'll be just terribly difficult to get up there. And what did you all find was happening in the mountains when you got there? It was not pleasant. People were going missing. Yes. So, um, and obviously the mountains are a dangerous place, but more people were going missing than could easily be explained by what was going on. So, um, yeah, that was a bit of a problem. And then uh, they sent you out. You, you talked to Kaba and she sent you out looking for the latest group that came up missing. And what did you find when you got out there? Shenanigans of the undead variety. Yes. So you had tracked down the uh, path of the folks that were sent out to do some fish trapping. And when you got there, you just found their crumpled up bodies in the uh, snow. And it turned out to be a undead ambush. The undead were under the snow, covered by snow piles. And they came streaming out, including a, a zombie beholder. And then um, combat ensued and it got to be a very near thing um, for at least two of you. Uh, Kravash and Sora both got uh, leveled several times in case of Sora. And um, you uh, basically, you know, they, they never got more than one death saving throw, but still they were down. And to make matters worse, they're your two healers. So... Um, it uh, came down to medicine checks to keep them alive there, which you thankfully did. Anyway, you made your way back to the Dragonborn camp and you made your report to Sora and you turned over, not Sora, Kava, and you turned Sora and, uh, and Kravash over to um, the tender mercies of the Druids to be healed up. And uh, that's where we were sitting when we last saw the group. And um, that evening, the uh, group of you is around and you uh, get a summons from Kava. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Let's, let's go. And anyway, so you return to her tent and uh, she's there with the, the little um, 
you know, crawlings, uh, climbing around, doing their thing. And um, she is pleased that uh, at your entrance and, and says, thank you. Thank you for coming on such short notice. I know that two of your number are down, having been uh, savaged by the undead creatures. Um, but I feel that this situation is of such urgency that um, I have no one else to uh, call on on short notice except for your group. What can we assist with? Well, as, as you know, when your group got together uh, the last time, it was to treat with the white dragon. The white dragon had started to utilize these undead minions in its attacks. And you had realized that this um, Lowal character from the Lowlands had basically bribed the white dragon with these minions as a show of good faith on its part. And it had uh, basically sided with this undead monstrosity that apparently my brother and husband are hunting at this point. Um, and we were able to convert the white dragon to our side through good work on your part. But now the question is, has the white dragon switched sides again? White dragons are capricious and they are cruel. So it is entirely possible that the white dragon is in fact our enemy once again, which would be devastating for us um, at this point in this juncture. However, it is also possible that the white dragon, ensconced in its lair, fed by us, you know, given treasure by us, is blissfully unaware of what's going on in its territory. Um, something I'm sure the dragon would be clearly upset about if it knew. So I hesitate to ask this of you, and I will understand if you refuse, but I must send a group there to go and discuss this with the white dragon. Obviously, if the dragon has changed sides, I am unfortunately sending you into your own certain death, as the dragon will no doubt just kill the lot of you. Um, if that is the case that the dragon is um, turned against us, hopefully one of you can perhaps make it out and back to us to warn us. Um, I'm hoping at least that will happen. But um, we we must un, you know entertain this dangerous mission because if the white dragon does not know that the undead are in its lair or in its territory, then um, it must be made known so we can combine our forces and fight back. So can I count on you to take this extremely dangerous mission? I think so, yes. And she looks at the rest of you. Is, is this um, is this a, a unanimous decision? And Owen, you're not there yet, so it's just, uh, just the other three. You realize, of course, two of our members are down, right? We yes. Don't have so Yes, I do. Unfortunately, yes, the, the druids are doing their best with them, but I'm afraid they will be out of action at least for today. And, and we must leave today if, if we are to head off of this looming um, threat. Um, like I said, it, it, uh, it is an extremely dangerous mission. But then the glory of its success, if you should be successful, will be even greater. Yeah. 
feel that it'll matter all the much if they turn into dragon snacks. It did not. Unfortunately, is possible that I am just sending you to a fool's end. But once again, as I said, we must take this risk at least for if the dragon has not switched sides, then it must be alerted that this is happening in its realm. I don't see that much of a choice. No, no, I'm afraid we do not. And, and Rogar, how about you for your part? Are you willing to go as well? Uh, yes, I am. Okay. I will. Well, please. I was going to say something, but never mind. Okay. Well, please draw rations right away. And uh, with uh, all of our hopes and uh, all of our goodwill goes with you. Yes. We'll just turn and walk down the tent and draw those rations. When we're, when we're away from everybody, we like no one's really listening. Just want to kind of look at Rogar and uh, Petrin and say, just low of voice, so I can't be overheard. Uh, I think I'm beginning to understand why people are turning to look at Gaval more than the matron mothers. Yeah. Gaval's out there doing it himself, risking himself really only in his new hunting party. Yet our leaders are sending us all out at very little risk to themselves, it seems. Yep, and if we don't make it back, they'll probably send another party out. It is the way of the world, though, as you know. Yes, I just... I know this is the way of the world, but I can see why people are displeased. So, um, you grab uh, some quick rations on the way out the door and head out, and... um, this is not a really promising um, venture, um, even if it wasn't for the fact that you're going to see a white dragon who may or may not just eat you on sight. Uh, the um, conditions in the mountains, this is, this is October now, and uh, late October at that, and the snows have begun to close in. And as you know, the white dragon lives on the top of a uh, hollowed out peak high in the mountains. It was difficult enough to get to before, before the, the snow started closing in, but now you're going to have to be trudging through, um, in some cases, really thick snow in order to get up there. So it'll be a difficult trip as is. Uh, obviously, your rangers and uh, some of your better outdoors uh, you know, guides have been making the trips up there to deliver the treasure and, and the uh, foodstuffs for the dragon. Uh, but uh, this is the first time you'll be doing it as a, as a group as well. Anyhow, um, so you take off and start heading up there, and everybody roll for me a uh, perception check. 21. 19. And how about Heskin? 3020. Okay. Um, so actually all of you uh, in quick succession, um, as you are you know, beginning to head up and, and the snow isn't too bad at this point, obviously it's about the same as it was before. It's present everywhere at this altitude, um, but it's pretty easy to, uh, to trudge through. Um, you notice that there is a large eagle that is been kind of circling your area um, at first, you thought 
that maybe it was, you know, tracking you, hoping that you're going to take down a, a kill and it could eat from the spoils. Um, but then you notice it starts to wing its way in and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And you realize this is a giant eagle that is coming right at you. Um, and it's kind of waited until you've been able to get into a clearing that is big enough for it to land on. And it just comes arrowing down towards you at the last minute at back wings. And, uh, you know, a, a fluff of snow goes in your direction. And as it does that, it changes shape. And you realize it is your friend Nadar that uh, you had left behind in, in Porta Magnum. Hey. Hey, guys. Hey, there he is. Where's the dog? Um, I left it. I left back there. There's not really a place for a pug up here. No, and it turns out that one of um, Cotter's sisters has really taken a shine to it. And you're a little bit worried uh, when you left uh, it behind because she had actually had crafted a small cape and a little crown for it. And she was calling it Prince Prince Pug. And uh, you're so a little worried about it getting a little spoiled while you're gone. Love that. Also hate that. I'm less worried about it being spoiled and more worried about it being tortured. Those lowlanders do strange things. They do, but it was kind of endearing. So anyway, I'm here now. What's up? We're going on a mission that may or may not involve all but one of us dying. Yep. Or even all of you dying. Well, I'm being optimistic. He's going to run away first. Well, glad I came back at a great time. Maybe you could uh, brief him in full on what's going on. We're uh, heading out to entreat with the white dragon again to make sure that they are still on our side and not aiding the great enemy. I love talking to that guy. They're so good. Great. So wonderful to talk to. Yep. Ah, thank you for volunteering. (laughs) Me looking at my plus zero persuasion. Uh, we did bring someone who's good at persuading, right? Right. I have a plus two. Okay, that's uh, better than mine, so that's good. Hey, 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 I have a deception. I have a plus eight in deception. All Let's the, not lie the to the dragon. About. Say one more time, Drew. All that we tease Kavash about is playing. He is the one that easily convinces people of things, and unfortunately, he's still down in the medical ward. Yeah. Actually, didn't he, like... Heavily throw. Yeah, but still better than we are talking for his for his faults. He's got quite the silver tongue, as it were. Well, if you remember the last time that you were here, um, it was like everybody but the bard that succeeded, and it was kind of a, an ironic uh, twist on the whole thing. Yeah, that, that's about what I was thinking about. Like, didn't he do a terrible job with this dragon last time? Kind of ridiculously bad, actually. Luckily, his aloofness saved him. <laughs> okay. Kayla doesn't for this trip, but we'll have to hopefully not lose our gear, our lives, or anything else and find the answers that they apparently we are now seeking. Mm-hmm. How far away from the top of the peak are we i know the answer is going to be a long one i'm just curious it will be uh, basically a full day's trudge um now that you're starting off at the beginning of the day 
Um, and, um, you know, normally it takes a little longer, but you're basically going to be able to force march your way up there. Yeah, uh, as we go, I guess I'll be back and forth informing Nadar. Yeah, about uh, what we've been doing, asking him what he's been doing, that sort of thing, just catching up while we've been apart. Yeah, luckily it's only been a short time, but yeah, a lot has happened there. Um, and and what, what high points are you going to hit on that, uh, the quick briefing that you're doing that? Because you did discover a bunch of stuff going on um, in the uh, Dragonborn camp. Uh, oh, yeah. So yeah, we'll talk about the Creval situation, I guess. Yeah, we'll talk about the undead in the woods and food and all that. I'm bad at remembering things, remember? I think you're doing just fine. Have you brought up how, like, everyone's celebritizing Creval? I, I just said that, okay. yes. I think that's the... Ironically, I think that might end up being a bigger threat here than even our great undead enemy here. I mean, we've lost Sora and Kavash to this, but... Hasn't, hasn't really affected the cabal thing, but even Kaba even sounded like she was becoming annoyed by what is happening with cabal. Mm -hmm. And like the whether he means to or not, it seemed to be taking more of his unofficial side, even though there should not have been a line drawn yet. This this has this could this could be really really bad. It does shake the foundations of the Dragonborn society as you've always known it. Yeah, especially if this great war does occur that sees. But nation is not a good thing. Indeed. Okay, and then Owen, um, while uh, everybody else has already given us their, uh, their upgrade, um, Nadar has hit level eight. Why don't you tell us about, well, tell us about Nadar first and then tell us about his upgrades uh, at level eight. Yeah, Nadar is a blue dragonborn druid. He is a circle of the shepherd, which means he can summon totems and give the party buffs. But um, that being said, he is still a druid of the blue dragonborn clan. And uh, that obviously um, in informs many of his decisions on what to do and when um when he leveled up to level eight um he got what one point in dexterity and one point in intelligence bumping those up from odd numbers to even numbers so now he has a plus two dex and a plus two a plus three intelligence giving him extra armor class and better initiative um you also get at level eight as a druid um improved wild shape which means that i get uh, I can now wild shape into any beast up to uh, CR1, and I have no restrictions. That means I have a flying speed and a swimming speed if I choose to have it. Pretty neat. And, and I gained six hit points, which is great. Kind of excellent um, all the way but, around. Yeah. Um, when we're walking, I'm going to talk about uh, finding this pug after accepting did i accept a class no i just like followed it right 
Yeah, yeah. You you explained to everybody that. Well, I mean, everybody knows since you have Pugsley that uh, that uh, you know you you'd picked him up when you were doing your solo adventure there when they were uh, fighting Alowal in the uh, subterranean uh, mm-hmm. waterways. So yeah, and every, everyone has gotten quite uh, sick of Pugsley's um, watery breathing and snuffling <laughs> and all that stuff. Uh, um, you know, so you you a lot of times you get the side eye when you come in with Pugsley. Yep. Very good. So you all uh, are taking off up there, and um, it is cold, and it is um, uncomfortable. It's not a not a uh, a pleasure trip to anything. The the snowdrifts keep getting bigger and bigger and heavier and heavier. So um, everybody, give for me a Constitution roll. This is not a save, but a Constitution check. You're sure it's not a save? I'd love to be sure it's not a save. I got a natural 20 for a 23. I got a a critical failure. I got a 15. I got a non-natural 20. Okay. So the only one that's really affected um, is Rogar, which is ironic because, you know, he's the barbarian in the group. Um, But Rogar, you get one level of exhaustion trying to plow through all of these things. And and maybe it's because you were the one that kind of took point with your big strength trying to push the snow out of the way. And uh, after a while, it's just too much for you. And so you have one level of exhaustion. I'm sure that won't come into play at all as we go forward. What? No. Okay. And um, as you get up towards the peak, you, you know, with Rogar, you know, pushing the snow out of the way, but then eventually gets... uh, too tired to keep going. Uh, what are you going to do to keep, um, you know, forcing a path through the snow? Um, I don't know if any of the rest of you are really strong enough to do that, uh, but you could try. Um, what what uh, what do you think you can do? Um, I think. Let me double check their stat table. Um, do not turn into some great beast and kind of plow the snow from us. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Where's? Does anybody have any suggestions for what kind of a beast he can turn into? That's a CR seven. Um, a bison. With the horns that the lowlanders like to eat. Yeah, I'm not sure a cow is going to help out here. Stronger than I am. What what creatures would we know of in the mountains that are large and can push through snow that's not a yeti? A goat? Dragonborn? What about a bear? Ooh. Could you turn into one of the large the one of the large cave bears that are li- that litter the mountainside? Yeah, I think so. I mean Yeah, they're a CR of two. I cannot do that then. What you, CR can you do? You can turn into one. a brown bear. Who has almost the same strength? Yeah, oh, brown bears have a uh, yeah. strength of nineteen. That is good. Yeah, is there some good. stuff an immense amount of heat that might just melt some of the snow as we walk? Yeah, it has to be an animal, unfortunately, a beast. It has to be a beast. But yeah, you could you could definitely turn into a bear with bear-like strength and can push the snow out of the way. Oh, do I also have? My totem. I guess that's just strength check. Do you have, do you have the totem of the snowplow? 
Yeah. <laughs> um. Turn into a giant flying spider. Don't know how much it would help. Let's go with the bear. That's probably the easiest thing. Be a giant yeah. octopus. Okay, so what are you uh, gonna do? Uh, yeah. Brown bear is CR one and yep. has strength nineteen. Sounds yeah. good. Let's do that one. You can. So I will wild shape into a brown bear. Be an ice spider. Okay, so you uh, go and uh, after Rogar um, exhausts himself pushing the snow out of the way, you go and you uh, go and then turn yourself into a brown bear and start just shoving the uh, the snow bodily out of the way, pushing through the snow drifts and so forth. So give me a constitution uh, check on your brown bear self. One moment, please. I need to look up the stat table. Plus I three. Assume I it's plus three, apparently. Thank you. Uh, if you have the uh, that SRD open in front of you, it's on page... Uh... 369. I got a 12. A 12? Oh, and actually, you should do this with advantage, because the, the bear is kind of a natural uh, part of the environment. I got a 22. Okay, well, that uh, bear uh, advantage is definitely an advantage. And yeah, you, you just basically just put your shoulders into each drift and push it aside. And as the day is coming to a close, um, you find yourself at the entrance to the White Dragon's Lair. And once again, a big long tunnel deep into the mountainside. And are uh, are you going to progress into there? Sure. Sure. Okay. So um, you... Uh, what time is it, actually? It's, it's getting on towards sunset, but then, you know, that's like 5.30 in the afternoon at this time. Okay. So the dragon's likely like be awake in here and stuff. One would assume. But you never know with dragons. Okay. So you progress down the tunnel, and as you're going, uh, everyone roll for me once again perception. 10. 17. 22. 12. Okay. So uh, for most of you, you just hear the sound of your own feet um, echoing against the walls as you head down the ice-covered tunnel. Um, but Rogar, uh, perhaps because you're kind of taking it easy now that you've uh, exhausted yourself, and or maybe just because you are exhausted, your your uh, passive mind is, is uh, more open to listening to things, but you can hear a large creature breathing in the distance. So you think the dragon is in. Do we think the dragon is asleep? Um, it's hard to say from this thing, uh, but you just know that it's probably there. Do we want to like, just go up and talk to it? Well, that is the reason you're here. Yep. Okay. Anybody else feeling about this besides me? Wait, say that again. Does anybody else have a bad feeling about this besides this skin? Yeah. It, it, uh, yeah, sinking deeper and deeper. I really wish Sora and Heskin were here. Um, I guess since uh, I guess I'll take the lead. 
Okay. Say this and walk forward. Uh, okay, so you continue down the tunnel and you come around the corner. And as you do, there is the majesty that is an ancient white dragon. Um, as enormous as you remember and maybe even more so. Um, it is curled up, but it has got an eye facing your direction. And um, it is, you know, got its piercing stare uh, looking right at you. And as you round the corner, it says, well, you're a little early for your monthly tithe. For what reason do you disturb my rest in the mountains? Or are you just simply here for me to nibble on you? Make it quick and let me know, for I have little patience these days. And that's where we're going to stop today. Okay, um, real quick episode here. Uh, seemed like the best place to stop. Uh, we'll get into the next episode and see if uh, we're right about that. But anyways, yeah, the Dragonborn have made it up to the mountains and have confronted the White Dragon. But what will that confrontation turn out to be? We'll just have to wait for the next episode to find out. Until then, rate us and subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss an episode. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com with questions or comments. Follow us at Relic of the Past or Relic of the Past Podcast on your social media feeds. And thank you for playing the world that lives inside my head. <laughs>